Triple M's. Oh! That's gone sideways! My word! That has gone sideways! Oh. <laughs> Cricket Fan Podcast. Bloody <laughs> Yes, it's the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast. We're back for another week. We, uh, we jinxed it last week. We said we were back in the studio for the foreseeable future. And of course, Melbourne went straight back into a five-day lockdown. So we're back home on Zoom uh, it's lovely to see your faces. My name's Rudy Edsel. I'm here with Tommy Beers. Hello. Hi, mate. Yes, it's uh, we've we've sent the whole state into lockdown by uh, getting back into the studio. So let's not do that in a hurry ever again. Indeed, and of course, George Porter. Hello, Ports. Hey, fellas. Yeah, look, Beersy, one week in, and then suddenly it's cooked. I think. Tom Beers, you are coronavirus. I think yeah. you you kickstarted this whole thing. <laughs> I'm the super spreader. <laughs> you are here. You are it. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a shame we can't all be together. I can hear like the collective moan of all the listeners, knowing that we're at home now because they're not going to be able to hear the power surge X Factor Player of the Week control <laughs> again. <laughs> no, 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 no more of that. Uh, let's actually discuss our uh, X uh, Power Surge X Factor players of the week uh i'm gonna kick off um mine comes from the recently yesterday recently completed uh india england game you just can't go past uh ravichandran ashwin what a game he had um eight wickets all up five in the first dig three in the second and then uh in the middle there he's um he's tamed one of the hardest spinning pitches i've ever seen to make a ton from eight um and and guided India to a massive, massive total that the Poms were never going to chase down. Um, and he, he was two wickets away. They needed, I think, I think he had two of the first three or two of the first four, um, or maybe two of the first five. But either way, yeah, he, had, he had plenty of time. Ashwin to get... and Lawrence, yeah, early. Ashwin? Ashwin and Lawrence? Yeah. He is Ashwin. He had, no, Lawrence, um, Lawrence and Burns. Burns, yeah. So he was, um, he had an incredibly rare uh, century and ten, 10 in a game. Uh, in his hands, but just couldn't quite get there. But either way, an incredible effort, absolutely incredible effort um, from Ravichandran Ashwin, a fitting uh, power surge X-Factor player of the week for me. Uh, Tommy Beers, who's well, yours? Well, it's a shame that yours is going to have to settle for the second most popular X-Factors player of the week, whatever we're bloody calling this thing. Uh, Rakeem the Dream, mate. Rakeem the Dream, nine wickets in a test match. Um, an incredible catch to to win the match and uh, got the boys over the line. Man of the match. It's it's a no-brainer for me. I, I can't believe that uh, it wasn't the first cab off the rank. But, um, yeah, mate, he just keeps taking wickets for fun, our, our boys. So we're, we're, and it's great for our uh, social content. So, Rakeem the Dream, another nomination from me. I'm absolutely owning him and I'll probably nominate him again next week regardless of what he does. King I did see man. a couple yeah. of other. Yeah, I did see a couple of other publications say cult figure Rakeem Cornwall. We started this man, and I don't oh, yeah. want any other people getting on board our Rakeem. I think we started right. this back a year ago. Yeah, I the, need to uh, go back to the, the first truck eleven post of him. Yeah, I reckon he was way, <laughs> way back then, and we just put a photo of this enormous unit up. So <laughs> we were ahead of the times, and now, uh, now everyone's jumping on board. Yeah, there was a few. Um, I saw a few outlets. A few outlets, a few meme pages, all calling him our boy Rakeem. I'm like, he's a boy, he's back off, he's our boy. <laughs> maybe, he's we our should, boy. maybe we, we should, so, maybe we need to try and get him on the pod. That's that's how we can that's, truly. That's the ultimate. Him. Yeah. 
the ultimate Rakeem Cornwall on the pod. Um, If anyone can help us make that happen, get in touch because we're keen. We are so keen. Um, Something you didn't mention, Busey, so he took the match-winning catch um, and he'd taken nine for in the match as well. But um, he also, he opened the bowling in the second innings and bowled 30 overs on on the spin. Yeah. uh, um, the, the, The one that he took the catch off was his first over... Not, not bowling, bowling from that yeah. end for the entire innings. Yeah, so, he, um, it, it just it just goes to show his looks are deceiving because he's a big rig, obviously, but he still had the stamina to get through a day on a steaming hot day in the middle of Bangladesh and, and still got the job done. So get around him. Get around him indeed. And what a series that was for the Windies. Uh, two, two nil series win in Bangladesh with uh, two incredible victories. Uh, Ports... Um, how are you going to follow up on Rakeem the Dream, mate, for your uh, expected <laughs> power surge player of the week? I already know that I can't follow that up, so I'm <laughs> going to go a bit off. Bro- I'm going to go a bit off Broadway, and I'm not going to have the Purge X Factor Player of the Week. I'm going to go with Supporters of the Week. So yeah. let's give a big shout out to Tracy, Kieran, and Jade uh, Dodson. I think they're from Sydney and I don't know if they're listening, although their enough level probably would suggest that they are because they are Sydney Sixers fans. And after they won the big bash, for some reason, they all went and got Sydney Sixers logos tattooed on their ankles. <laughs> Matching so tats. <laughs> that is the, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, if the Redbacks win two Sheffield Shield games in a row, maybe I'll go get that tattooed <laughs> on me, but that's not going to happen. So I'll be okay. <laughs> Never been um, safer. No, I know, right? Yeah, I'll be out at the tattoo parlor. No drama because the Redbacks <laughs> can't do a thing right. But these three have gone and got matching tattoos all on their ankles. So we love a little bit of sport and cricket nuffy. So these three, Tracy, Kieran and Jade, good on you guys. You are my X Factor player fan nuffs of the week. Left field nomination, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, no I like I like that they've kept their powder dry when the Sixers won it last time, last year, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, all right, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll only get it if they go back to back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's quality. Um, all right, gents, let's talk some actual cricket, shall we? Um, well, the first cap off the rank on our rundown says here, Rakeem. Um, but I feel we've, we've already covered, covered that off. Yeah. 979 he took the match. Running. The photo was what did it for me. Oh, how the, good is that? The Windies, the Windies boys are hanging off him. And you, you look at it and you go, he's genuinely the size of two. It's got to be sports photo beings. of the year or it's got to be in the conversation. He's just, it's such a good pick. If you haven't has seen there it, ever been, so, Has so there good. ever been a more iconic photo for someone literally carrying a team? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, so let's, uh, we'll park, we'll park Rakeem. Um, let's move on to India. D, England uh, at Chennai. Uh, Ashwin was the man of the match, um, and I spoke about his heroics earlier. But I think, to be honest, um, I think Rohit Sharma might be real stiff in um, in the stakes there of, of not getting man of the match stiff. because his his 161 on day one was to me the def- the defining uh, in, in innings of the match. Uh, he that absolutely just, set it, it up for him, didn't it? Yeah, it looked like a different pitch. Every other batsman, um, Indian and English, in the first innings really was sort of uh, struggling to like get on top of the the spin and the, and um, and the bounce. But Rohit, he just looked like um, he was sparkling. Some of the shots he was playing um, just played an, uh, an innings of incredible quality. And uh, yeah, I think he's really stiff busy to not get man of the match. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's. Uh... 
it, it really set the tone for India and, and, you know, that I think they only got 330 or something in the first innings, but without him, you know, they would have made 200 or something and then it's game on again, you know, because England got bundled out, but they might have only been 50 behind. Um, but yeah, that, that was the barometer for them to, to kind of get a, get a roll on and then Ashwin did the rest from there. He just took over. So um, they very were three stiff. for 86 England when um, at, uh, India in the first dig. So three for 86 is game on there. Mm. Yeah, big, big time. time. And um, Rahane and, and Rohit Sharma really um, put the, you know, they, they really buckled down and, and got it done. And then Rishabh Pant did Rishabh Pant stuff. Um, what a player he's blossomed into. I sort of was, it wasn't that long ago, um, even bef- just before this last tour of Australia, I thought Rishabh Pant was a real sort of uh, flash in the pan type Um you know, like as like likely to get out and cost you big time as he is to um to to make runs, but he's he's proven me a little bit wrong. I think he's just <laughs> he's so um he's so good, so good. He's so so good, and he's, he's improved as the, a batter. Uh, the, he's he's yeah. improved as a batter. Sorry, Rudes. He's improved with his gloves. Like busy, probably you said it during the week. His glove work is so much better, and he's just a he looks a more mature batsman even still being able to be that attacking type. And yeah. he's probably batting one spot mm. a bit too high for him normally because of how many bowlers India are actually playing. So The, the wicket-keeping standard in that test match in general. Can, I, I just want to touch on Ben Folks as well. This bloke could be the best gloveman in the world and he's only played five tests or something. So he's, yeah, yeah. he's, he's extremely stiff not to have played more international cricket, but... And, and they were caught last time he got given his chance. He did absolutely nothing wrong. He made 100. I think he averages 44 or something in test cricket um, before this test match. Got a nice 40 not when no one else was making runs in that first innings. And just his glove work was exceptional. Like, there was a couple of real touch-and-go stumpings that you had to be lightning fast. And he pulled them, he pulled them off and, like, just the bails. You, de- you didn't have a chance to get back. So, yeah, he, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he. I did. I did want to bring up. I wanted to bring this up and, and chat to you about uh, wicket keeping in general, busy because it was a, a match for the wicket keepers. Um, Punt pulled off a couple of uh, a couple of quite decent stumping yeah, himself. Yeah, very, but, very but, nice. But Ben, folks, I don't think I've seen a keeper of that that quality since maybe Ian Healy. Um, I'm a bit older than you fellas, so I remember I remember him pretty well. Um, but he just he, there was. Like folks, he got stitched up out of a stumping as well. With uh, I think it was Rohit Sharma, maybe. Um, yeah, with his foot on the line. Yeah. yeah, with his foot on the line, and I thought that was out as well. He's just the ball. As soon as the ball's in his gloves, like he's he's taking the ball and taking the bails yeah. off at the and same then, time. I, and then standing over the stumps to Stuart, Stuart Broad on a pitch that's doing absolutely yeah. everything and didn't look troubled at all. He was just gloving him as clean as day. So he was um, he was exceptional. I think the Gilchrist era, post-Gilchrist era, we've seen a, a slump in quality wicket-keepers purely because that thirst for runs has always been there. Um, and, and the wicket-keeping has kind of been forgotten somewhat. Like, we've still had some very like some quality serviceable glove glovemen. Like you think of like Mark Boucher made a career of being mm. a, a very good wicket keeper first, but even he was in the Gilchrist era. Um, and then you saw guys like Sangakara and McCullum give up the gloves to focus on their batting because they just prioritize batting. So it's been, yeah. it's been like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got your second or third best wicket keeper keeping in test matches. So um, 
Yeah, I think that's probably why why we've seen a bit of a slump. But yeah, he's absolute world class, one of the best we've seen in a while. His um his first class career, Ben folks, is really good. Like it's, hmm. for a keeper of his quality. Now I don't know where he bats in the order for his county, but he averages thirty eight. He's got thirty one fifties and ten hundreds. That's nothing to like turn away from. That's a good record. But, He'd be yeah, playing for Australia with that record. It's a good, <laughs> it's a great record. Like it's just a shame that. He's behind Josh Butler. I think he's got to be ahead of Johnny Bairstow regardless. Be because now, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I think so as well. Um, yeah, he's unfortunate in that Josh Butler is uh, a generational talent, really. As a, as but a, he's a like, generational sort of test talent, you know? Like, he's he's a serviceable well, test player, but I'm not sure he's keeping or his batting's quite at, at test level for long enough. Like, he's... He's an X-Factor, that's for sure. He should be our X-Factor. Yeah. It should be called the Butler Award. Our, uh, <laughs> the Butler Award. Um, the <laughs> just, just be, but before we moved on from this, you mentioned Kumar Sankakara um, giving up the gloves to prolong his, his uh, batting yeah. sort of lifespan. Without the wicket-keeping gloves, in 86 matches, he averaged 66.78 with the bat. That's ridiculous. So I think I yeah. think it's fair to say he made the right call there. And I think the numbers, would be, the, the numbers would be quite damning for McCullum as well. I don't have him in front of me, but the, he started peeling off hundreds and got a 300 not out and, he got a triple and did century, all sorts yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. And he was a very good wicketkeeper as well, Brendan McCullum. But we don't want to think one, of him one, as a keeper. Another one, yeah, another yeah. one to look at probably would be, would be AB as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, He was always a reluctant gloveman though. I can tell you, Brendan McCullum. So he averaged. It's actually not as stark as you think. He averaged thirty-eight at Test level and forty-two point nine four um, without the gloves. So it's yeah, not right. as stark okay. for uh, for McCullum. But right. anyway, we move on. We move on. Um, and, yeah, and India. We also uh, Moeen Ali. He took eight wickets uh, for the match and smacked that uh, glorious forty-three. Off, uh, I think what was it? Twenty twenty-something balls. Twenty-something balls. Um, which was. So he's 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 been ruled out of the next match. He said he's going home. He's he's got his um, he he hasn't he's been in these bubbles for too long and needs to get back for to his family and and so on. So I reckon in his mind, walking to the crease, he just went, "I'm not playing another Test match for ages now. I'm just going to go out and have as much fun as I can batting with Stuart Broad on this minefield of a pitch." And he was smoking them like they had no answers. They were bowling wherever they bowled. He was just putting them in the stands. Do you reckon this is yeah, a bit of a yeah. mindset thing with Moeen? Because when I was over in England, it was the second test at Lords in the Ashes and he'd just ruled himself unselectable for the test team. He went away. He didn't play any test cricket for ages. I think he's been in and around there one day as perhaps um, mm. a little bit. But then he's come back and played some test cricket knowing that he's going to go home and played really well. I wonder if it's just a little bit of a Moeen mindset issue for him. I think it's also a... Um... I think it's an attitude against spin bowling versus pace bowling. He looks so much more vulnerable facing quality fast bowling than he does against um, the, the tweakers. So I think that played into his hands. It was spin from both ends. Um, he's got a really good eye. He just moves his feet well to the ball. And, and um, I think it just suits, it complements his, his strengths more so than a, a mental. He's such a, he's such a strange case study. He started as an opener. Remember he was opening the band yeah, for a while? Yeah, that's and... right. He's probably batted at nearly batted probably every everywhere. position. Yeah. 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 Really strange. So their rotation policy is quite interesting, England. So they've got another week until their next game, but it'll be interesting to see who they decide to, you know, throw the gloves, give the new ball to. It's, yeah. It's a very I, weird little folks has bubble there. Folks have to stay on, surely. Folks has to play. Jimmy Anderson will come back into the fold. Um, 
what what they do with Dom Bess and Jack Leach, whether they because um, Mo, well, Moen's gone, so you'd imagine they'd have to play minimum one more spinner in India. So there'll mm. be a few changes there, minimum. But um, yeah, watch this space. Yeah, yeah, you'd think Dom Bess would would come back in, and um, I'd be surprised if Jimmy Anderson didn't play as well. They seem to not want to play. Uh, Jimmy and, and Stuart Broad in the same side, so maybe one of those yeah. goes out for the other. We'll see, I suppose. Um, the uh, domestic cricket's back in Australia, oh, yeah. boys. Um, and New South Wales, it's one of those things where there's no international cricket for um, the long-form blokes. So all of a sudden, New South Wales looks they're, so strong. They're stacked. <laughs> there was, it reminds me, reminded me of a kid when, um, like... I used to watch the Mercantile Mutual Cup and the ING Cup and New South Wales would be the test side minus Shane Warne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every, every single game they played. And, uh, oh, sorry, minus Shane Warne and also uh, with Phil Emery keeping rather than um, Ian Healy. But, um, they, yeah, they, they, looked pretty, they looked pretty strong. They handled uh, the Vicks pretty comfortably in the one day. Uh, was that was yesterday or yeah, Monday, was it? Smith. And um, Steve Smith just, yeah, picked up... Uh, he was there was talk of him being out of form, but he's made I think he's made he's made tons in his last three matches now, hasn't he? Or a ton and then uh, a decent score and then another ton. So he's he's going okay, Steve. He's never too far away from form, is he? He's um he no. kind of New South Wales it, it was doing a bit early and they lost a few wickets and it, they kind of just batted around him and then all of a sudden he just went bang and caught up and he finished like better than a runner ball, hundred and twenty seven. I think it was off one twenty three or something. And that ground just could not hold him. It looked like he could have hit every ball for six for it at one stage, like in the dying overs. So, um, and then yeah, that set up a total for them to win fairly fairly comfortably. But um, yeah, he's going all right. Paddy Cummins on debut as a skipper doesn't get much easier than that for him. He smoked them with the bat, took a couple of wickets early, and they coasted to an easy win. Yes, they did. There was no no dramas for them. I think Paddy Cummins was uh, was smacking them around and. <laughs> James Pattinson as well later in the day for the Vicks. Yeah, so that's right. It was a, a good day for the bats. It's, it's always a, you're always a chance for that kind of uh, aerial bombardment yeah. <laughs> at North, North Sydney. Sydney. They're also just quietly as well, um, just on Steve Smith. They're playing now uh, against the Vicks in the in the Sheffield Shield and third game. And Mitchell Perry's nicked off Steve Smith after <laughs> one of those like How one of those you? overs that. One of those overs that you watch, and it's like he's you know, he's actually done him. So um, bored him out yeah, outside off that video. So good, yes, indeed, indeed. Um, so yeah, that's all back and happening. Um, <clears throat> we we put out. Uh, so there's been a bit of chat this week, busy. Hmm. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, um, yes. care to run us through what uh, Glenn's been saying? So uh, Glenn, Glenn, more or less. Um, so someone's interviewed him through the week. I can't remember which publication had the scoop. So I apologise to them for uh, for not having that on hand. But probably one of the ones that tried to claim Rakeem. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But everyone, everyone's tried to claim Rakeem. But he's um, he, he's the quote that we posted was: "I'm certainly keen to still play red ball cricket and still push my case forward to still play Test cricket." I feel like I'm still very much in the prime of my career. I'm only 32. There's still a fair bit in, left in me. I'm fit and feeling young still. And I feel like I've still got a lot to give in Red Bull games. So he's put his hand up, essentially. I think the reports were that 
Victoria and Australia were just going to make him a white ball specialist. So he wouldn't play any Sheffield Shield cricket anymore. And he could just travel the world doing the, the T20 comps. But he's firmly taken that off the agenda and said he wants to play test cricket. So in the, uh, I think in context, it was for the subcontinental tours where he would potentially be able to be an off-spin bowling all-rounder, bat in the middle order. And he's had a bit of success there in the past. So we put it to the people and said, what do you think? Do you think Maxwell, because there is a bit of a hole in that middle order with Wade, Wade seemingly being done, Cam Green being very young and raw and whether like probably hasn't seen subcontinental conditions before um is maxi the right fit and there was almost an overwhelming yes like there was very few who said nah he's done he doesn't have the temperament people were just like well he's done it before he's like whacking him in the big bash he's whacking him everywhere um what why not you know what what else have we got like what better alternatives do we have than glenn maxwell to bat in the middle order in those circumstances yeah he um he knows india quite well doesn't he? Absolutely. Uh, Maxi, at the end of the day, just to, um, to clarify a point there, I looked, um, I had a look at a couple of different publications and none of them had, had uh, credited any other publications. I must've been a uh, press conference. I reckon yeah, okay. um, for the, the T20s against New Zealand, yeah. but he said that, at, but um, I mean, I mean, boys, you, you know me, you know yeah. me, I love Maxi <laughs> and I'm always going to advocate for him being in the test side. It's, um, yeah, it's a it's it's a shame that he's yet to play a test in Australia, and I still hold out hope that he one day will. He's only thirty two. He'd need yeah. to bang the door down in an internet, like an overseas tour, you know, average like sixty or something over there to hold his spot in the middle order for a home summer. Um, because yeah. I just feel like when they come to Australia, they just go, "Oh, he hasn't played Sheffield Shield cricket, so he can't get picked," and it's like. Well, when he does, he averages better than most of the other guys who are getting picked over him. It's just the recency of when he last played that works against him. So, um, he surely we can do like he could he could be in a travelling party at minimum. Like someone made the point actually one of the top comments I forget what what platform it was, but they said, "Can you imagine?" Like he's our Andrew Simons. Like Andrew Simons was given heaps of opportunity. Um, but they're the same kind of player. Like, they're white ball predominantly. But how damaging can they be in the test arena when they can bowl a bit, they're the best fielders in the world, and they can take the game away with you from you with the bat? And I thought that was a fairly good comparison, but Simons was given way more opportunity at the top level, um, particularly in test cricket. I have... Um, my personal feelings are, like, less that it's an Andrew Simons thing uh, comparison. I reckon he's out... Uh, Shadeja, yeah, uh, he's yeah. obviously he's nowhere nowhere near as good with the ball. Shadeja is one of the best spinners in the whole world. But is but, that circumstantial for where they play? Like, well, I th- I think Shadeja also probably, gets a lot of in his favour. That, that's that's probably true. Yes, but the the fact is he averages twenty four with the ball at Test yeah. um and can can seriously. It doesn't play. really help. That, also, yeah, um, if if you're playing in Australia, you want to have that extra probably pace bowler yeah. at five than a For spinner. Sure. But if I if yeah. I I'm surprised that Cricket Australia and Victoria said white ball only if that was what was mooted in that press conference. If I'm Maxi and you want to play red ball cricket, yeah. there'd be five other states that would happily yeah. have you playing red ball for them. Well that um, those were the murmurs that Victoria had almost gone for a youth policy and said to the likes of him and Finchie to just say 
play, come play one days, come play Big Bash. Um, and then instead of playing Sheffield Shield in September and October, whenever the season starts, you can go and play IPL. You can go play Caribbean League. You can go and play the Dubai T10s or whatever. Make your squillion dollars, um, but you're not really going to be in our plans for Red Bull cricket. So I think yeah, that's yeah. where the... I think that's where the question came from um, to see what his stance on that was. And he's clearly just batted it back and said, no, nah, I'm still firmly committed to playing Red Bull cricket in the long the other, term. The other thing, the other issue is for him is he might have a great Sheffield Shield back into the summer. Hmm. He's in New Zealand now playing white ball and we don't play a test match until, well, is it the Ashes? The Ashes. Well, we, don't, we don't know, yeah. We don't. Hmm. At yeah, this point. It depends, it depends what, depends what happens do. with the World um, Yeah. Test Championship, but if yeah, I'm cricket, um, yeah, if, if I'm a cricket Australian, I'm trying to tee up a, a, a test series somewhere that might mean nothing, but at least to get a little bit of Red Bull form into people yeah. before the Ashes. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so yeah, as as we said, the public wants Glenn Maxwell, and who are we to deny them that? Uh, boys, you wanted to take the floor with a bit of helmet chat, a bit of power, yeah. helmet power rankings to end the... I'm not going to be much chop in this chat because it's been a long time since I've had to uh, use a helmet. Pull on the lid. But uh, busy, <laughs> busy, you drive this one, please. Well, we like to bring a little bit of local cricket flavour to uh, the Triple M Cricket fan podcast. And, and George, I need to credit you for this one because you said during the week that those... Those um, new Kookaburra helmets that are going around are horrendous, and I said they're they're so village. You just you don't you you <laughs> rarely see them, but if you see them, that bloke just cannot bat. If you're wearing a if you're wearing a Kookaburra lid, you know with the big padding on the side, and it's like got green tinges through it, and it's just it's huge. Shocking. So <laughs> we we got talking, and we thought let's come up with a power rankings of the best to worst helmets that you see both at international and club level so the obvious two that start us off are the missouri which is the staple for most of the most of the test players around the world and first class players yeah. and the shree your manus and your yep. yeah shree yeah the shree's more your uh the your are more of an, style. yeah they're, they're more of an international one but they're cut from the same cloth they're a high quality lead they just look professional you know there's not too many extras to them but they're they're the they're the they're your solid one two and i think it's daylight between them and the rest here so we'll move on to number three which is the albion now the albion had its time in the sun kind of in the early <laughs> thousands but if you're still running an albion and i don't think you don't see many of them around anymore but if you're still running an albion you just need to get a new one and get a missouri you're a, well yeah. if you're running i reckon if you're an albion if you're running an albion you are a vintage cricketer, one of the uh, veterans of the club, and you've been playing for 20 years. True, but by that point, <laughs> usually you've just retired your helmet completely and you're just, wearing a, you're just wearing a cap by then. You're only wearing it against like one bowler and then just wear the cap yeah. for the rest of the day. So for reference, you've got your Albions, which is your Ricky Ponting and Damien Martin style. Yeah, and Justin then Langer. Then it kind also. of moved into the plastic Langer-Gilchrist style. Yeah. No, so they, they served its purpose for a time, but they're quite dated now. So... This is where the golf comes in because those three are acceptable, but these ones become less acceptable. So we've got that new grey nickels lid as well, which I think 
Marcus Stoinis wears one with the big kind of red panels yeah. on the side. It's so quite it's, clunky. Yeah, it's it's Stoiny. It's uh, Finchie's just changed. Yeah, to that's Granicles true. And, He's and, got over, yeah. and he looked quite good with the Shrey helmet. And unfortunately for my boy as well, Travis Head has decided he's gone from the Missouri yeah. and he's ended up with a Grey Nichols as well. It they, must be in their contract not, somewhere to do it. So, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's they're not great and they look a bit village at international level, but you just can't. Like, them and the Kookaburras, they're, on, they're, cut, they're, they're, they're in the same grouping in my book. You just, they're not great. Just spend the extra bit of cash to get a decent lid. If you're a sponsored player, try and weed your way out of that one. You don't want to be rolling them. Surely it's down to personal. I think I believe it's down to personal preference. Is my understanding of it, but I'm surprised Stoinis can even get that melon into it. <laughs> yeah, well, they'd have <laughs> custom made ones, surely. But no, nah, you can you can scrap those two. Now, this is a very niche cricket reference, local park cricket reference, where you see those blokes who are wearing the wrong coloured lid. Like most of them are a kind of they're they're a Missouri Missouri or a Shrey, but they they're um. They're like a, a bright red or a yellow or a maroon or something that's not your club colours with the bit of tape over the badge because you've clearly come from uh, like grade <laughs> cricket, premier cricket, back to club cricket where you should be too good and you haven't bought a new thing. <laughs> cannot accept that. You just cannot be doing that. You're better <laughs> off wearing your club colours in a kookaburra or a grey nicks than you are doing that. We get it. You used to play a good standard of cricket. You're washed up. You're now no longer any. I reckon. I reckon I've seen a Michael. I don't know who it was. It could have been Michael Clark just after retirement, playing yeah. district cricket in New South Wales, and he couldn't have walked out with a green helmet with the tape over the badge, could he? Well, or maybe maybe it was a New South Wales helmet. It could have been that. I reckon. Or maybe we, David Warner in his band, actually. That reeks of Warner, to be and, fair. And the the one we're about to roll the tile after after this uh, podcast, but. The, the graphic that we've got is Marnus Labashane actually wearing one in a club game. It's quite clearly the Queensland Bulls lid, but he's got a <laughs> fat bit of elastoplast tape over the badge uh, and he's playing in club. I think you can get away with it if you're a state player. You know, that's an alpha move, but you cannot get away with it at local club level. We get it like you played in Northcote's thirds or something for two years and now you work, like <laughs> your club wears a blue helmet. Just don't do it, you know. And their absolute no-no, the biggest no-no is that Stuart Broad bike helmet looking thing. The thing that him and Michael <laughs> Carberry wore out there with the big peak on the yep. front, they are horrendous. They should be burnt and never never brought back to cricket ever again. Never so, to be seen again. Never seen again. So that was a bit of fun for us to run through during the what week. Was, what brand were those ones? Were they an Adidas I have one? no idea. I, I don't want to know. No one should do They shouldn't get any airtime for it either. But uh, remember, um, not, only, not only do we, <laughs> not only do we bring the, the not only do we bring the, the basic uh, up to date news and opinions of cricket. Yeah, but we are here to make sure if you are a local park cricketer, even if you're not that good, damn it, we're going to make you look good. All right, yeah, so follow these yeah. easy steps. You got to look at easy. What do you roll? Actually, what do you? And and to be fair, we've left out Ryan Campbell wicket keeping face mask, the which mask. I know you're a big fan of, busy. Yeah. <laughs> but what, do you, what busy? What do you roll? What what have you got? I'm a Missouri man, um, but I must confess that mine is actually probably a size too big and rolls around a little bit loosely, so it wouldn't look as good. But it's uh, it's my club colours. Uh, of, of green and it's a, and it's a Missouri lid. So oh, that's good. So you can put the Alessaplast on the front and say, oh, this is my Australia. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Between test matches, I oh. wear it. But yeah, 
Anyway, that's our Put power rankings. Let, let's see what the people say. Yep. We'll see what they reckon. But I, I'm convinced that this will be a, a fairly unanimous kind of uh, power ranking for most people. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out shortly. Uh, keep an eye on our socials for that one. That's been, um, I think, that's enough from us. That's enough of the busy and ports uh, helmet hour <laughs> on the Triple M Cricket <laughs> Fan Podcast. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll we'll be we'll be keeping on doing these no matter you know rain, hail, uh, shine, lockdown, bloody in the studio, whatever. So uh, yeah, keep uh, keep your ears peeled for uh, the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast. All up in your podcast feed. I've been your host Rudy Edsel. I've been joined by Tony Pierce. Thanks, boys. And of course, the great George Porter. <laughs> the great. See you, boys. Thank you. <laughs> See you next week.